This is Laura Deirdre with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Stephen Ramirez, Chief Information Security Officer at Renown Health. Stephen, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. Now, I know we've got a lot to talk about. There's so much happening in healthcare right now and really a lot with cybersecurity as well, the technology evolving so quickly. But before we dive into my questions, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your background? Yeah, definitely. Um, Stephen Ramirez, I'm the Chief Information Security Officer at Renown Health. Um, I've been there for a little over a year. Um, we are a um, multi-hospital system up in the Reno, Nevada area, um, Children's Hospital, the trauma area trauma center, um, cancer affiliation with UNR. So um, a lot of exciting things that we have going up, going on up there and a lot of also innovations and in technology that make my day never boring. Um, we also, prior to that, um, I worked for UofL Health. I was the CISO at that organization and also worked with McKesson and IBM. So really I've gotten to see both the uh, payer provider and also on um, the vendor side of things to really give that dynamic view into cybersecurity. That's fantastic. And, you know, definitely love to hear all, all that, um, such a varying background. I can imagine some of the, that experience really is helpful in jumping into Renown and everything that you're doing there. Oh, it definitely does, especially when partnering with um, managed service providers, looking at research, a lot of data analytics from background at IBM. Um, so especially as chat GPTs coming into the right. fold on, you know, how everyone's looking at that and emerging risks, pros and cons. That's been a lot of buzz, um, not only at my organization, but I'm seeing in our HI SAC and other um, CISO um, forums. So. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, what is your perspective on that? Is that, you know, an opportunity do you see or, or do you see challenges coming down the pipe? I'd love to hear, you know, um, your thoughts on ChatGPT as well as any other opportunities or challenges that may occur in the near future. I think it's a great opportunity to help automate, streamline. Um, I've seen like a lot of use cases that Microsoft has reached out to, to you almost like a chatbot functionality to, um, again, enhance end user and patient experience. So I think it could be used for positive, but um, we're obviously also, you know, part of the security role. Um, Working closely with our privacy and compliance team is looking at how it can be used negatively, you know, so that's where we want to really ensure that um, across our organization, we have a good governance structure in place to really ensure that um, it is being used for the right things. um, And, um, it's not being taken advantage of, and we're not also improperly inputting patient information or anything. Because again, like any AI solution, it's dependent on information you feed it. So again, we want to utilize it for you know generalized functionality or streamlining um, components of care support. But we again don't want this to you know take lead on a lot of aspects. So you know, really working with our clinical privacy, legal, and all of those key stakeholders to really put our confinements in how, how we're going to use these as an organization, since it is a very new technology um, that, again, we're wanting to make sure that we're doing it the right way. So I think there's going to be more to come, um, and people just need to tread lightly, as in any new technology with that. So I think that's definitely something that's come out in the past month and few weeks that, you know, organizations are really looking at that we're, we're looking at putting together a policy, you know, really to start tackling that and um, getting our governance, risk, and compliance teams, um, again, to put those barriers up. 
Absolutely. That's so interesting to hear. And then, you know, especially too, like you said, everybody's kind of talking about it. Chat GPT is on the tip of everybody's tongue and using artificial intelligence certainly has its benefits. Um, you know, when you're having those conversations, whether it's with team members or your other executives, what are they like? Are people generally excited about it? Are they nervous about the potential risks? You know, what what are what is the general feeling, I guess, around it? I think it's a mixed bag um, to that because, you know, in talking to my CIO, it's one thing like I'm like, I think we should block this before we just open it up into the wild um, so we can, again, have those discussions. Um, my, I'm working closely with my CMIO to really see where um, provider leadership is wanting to go with this, you know, because it can help them a lot on, you know, what they're, they're doing from a research or dictation perspective, potentially. So a lot of opportunity, um, and that's where there's um, – you know, Microsoft, a lot of our vendors are already talking about how they want to utilize it, you know, quickly out of the gate. Um, and of course, legal privacy and compliance are some of the ones that are a little more, you know, weary like myself on, you know, that we see a lot of pros to this, but we need to really be careful before we get too deep into this because we don't want this to be like, you know, a, a pixel or a Google analytic thing that had come out that, you know, we improperly used or put in data or aspects that aren't governed yet. So it's going to be really also important to see, um, you know, what regulators say on this on some confinements of that, because we're trying to interpret, you know, what we're able to from HIPAA, iTech and other, you know, frameworks on, you know, what we should and shouldn't do. Um, and then also, you know, working closely from a legal and privacy perspective. So again, that's where we're just trying to see where we get the most value and also not expose our organization. That makes a lot of sense, you know, and definitely it seems like a very, uh, very thoughtful way to go about it in terms of getting it where it needs to be and probably has the less risk of making sure that, you know, the organization is protected as much as possible. I know sometimes it's hard to foresee some of those things, but um, certainly whatever you can do to, to protect yourself is very, very important. Now, when you think overall about growth and development, how are you adding value and thinking about growth strategically for the organization? Um, we're definitely, you know, chat GPT is just one of many technologies and, you know, areas of innovation that hospitals like myself and others throughout the country are looking at. So, again, that um, with innovation comes risk. So we're trying to look at, again, how we can, again, get ahead of, ahead of a lot of this. And that goes to, you know, third party risk. You know, that's, you know, an opportunity and something that I always want to make sure um, our organization is ahead of the curve on is where the best opportunity to, you know, understand risk, understand um, potential exposure is, you know, onboarding vendors and, you know, better understanding access data you're giving them, see if there's ways you can de-identify, et cetera, before doing that. So I think that, you know, chat GPT is a great example of, you know, how we should treat a lot of our vendors. So third-party risk is we're seeing still one of the most biggest risks across the organization that it seems almost every other week now that there's a, a compromise of a vendor. So we're trying to see how we can better protect ourselves with that, you know, contractually um, ongoing monitoring and really looking at that. I think that that's been something um, we really need to keep an eye on um, as an industry as well. That makes a lot of sense. And, you know, I really appreciate that. And I can imagine just with how fast things are changing can be a challenge to um, stay on top of, you know, what's happening and what's really going to be valuable for the organization going forward. Um, you know, I'm wondering too, obviously, especially on the cybersecurity side, you know, you definitely don't want to be taking huge risks for sure. But when you think about, um, you know, 
taking a leap of faith perhaps or or, or where to really invest some of your resources wisely, where are those things falling? Where do you really think about investments in, in development um, from that angle? Well, this year, the, the two biggest areas my, my team's focusing in on is third-party risk and access management. Because again, access management's key. That's the big buzzword of uh, zero trust um, You know, throughout the industry to really ensure that if you do properly manage access, know who has access to what, have more targeted access and secure access that you can you know, minimize a lot of um, security incidents that you have today. So I think that that's a big focal point and it goes hand in hand to a lot of the work that we're doing um, on the third-party risk management. Okay, we're doing this with the vendor. You know, what kind of access do they need? So I think it's a great opportunity for that. Um, and I'm not a big fan of the term zero trust because you know it's more of a a buzzword than a you know concept. But I have seen a lot of better um, literature out there on what really makes up a zero trust model, which I think has been great. And I think that ties into, you know, like verification and authentication, micro segmentation, continuous monitoring and fine tuning monitoring. I think that's something too, that's a potential emerging um, opportunity with um, artificial intelligence capabilities within security monitoring and detection, um, risk-based access, secure remote access, least privilege, multi-factor authentication. It's crazy to see that we still have to talk about that in 2023. Um, identity and access management and data loss prevention. So I think those are um, you know, the key areas that make up that zero trust model. And I think that you know, goes you know, really hand in hand on having great buckets for that third party risk management too. So using that model to you know, the partners that we're working with. Absolutely. And I can imagine that's really key to have those strong partners. You know, when you are thinking about or considering a new partnership, how do you really make sure you're doing your due diligence to know that, you know, they're going to be secure on your side and you're not going to end up with a, a data breach from the partner angle, you know, a few months down the road? Uh, and that's getting at the table early um, with your clinical stakeholders. And that's where, you know, having that, you know, I re mentioned my CMIO earlier, um, my CIO um, and Chief Privacy Compliance Officer, your supply chain procurement team. Um, we have a chief resource officer, so work closely with his team on a lot of that. So it's just having a seat at the table to understand what the strategic objectives are for the organization on, you know, are we looking at making a focus on, you know, telehealth or, you know, remote patient monitoring or something um, to that nature? Because again, if we understand what our objectives and goals are as an organization, you can look at the people, process and technology, a lot of like what we do on the cybersecurity side. So apply that principle to, again, what's coming in, what technology, what process might put us at risk. So then, again, use that methodology, you know, up front to how we're looking at the contracts for liability, what kind of access they need, you know, how they're going to support our organization. Is this something that's going to be on-prem, in the cloud, et cetera? So that's really just using that framework to work a little bit smarter and do a lot of the work up front for um, when this comes on, you can really have that true um, ongoing monitoring and vendor risk rating. So it's, it's just important to really um, modernize and streamline that approach up front. Got it. Thank you so much for sharing that with us and going through that. Now, before we wrap up our conversation, I was just wondering if you could talk through what you see as some of the best opportunities for growth in the future. What are you most excited about? Um, I think what I've mentioned before, um, artificial intelligence capability to um, 
you know, SOARS, which is security um, orchestration, automation and response, which is already awesome about, you know, what we can do um, from a security operations perspective to automate components that, you know, were once manual to really see how we can start to use pieces of that off day-to-day tasks for like insider risk. I've already seen that very successful in phishing um, defenses in that. So I think that there's a lot of opportunity for um, utilizing um, AI for good. Um, and I, I did that actually and uh, spoke to that in one of the articles with you guys already just on the, I think the great opportunity for that. That's another buzzword kind of linked into what we had talked about with chat GPT. So I'm excited to see, you know, um, innovations in that area and then how we can leverage that moving forward. So again, you know, I'm all about early detection. The, the, the quicker we can de- detect something, you know, the quicker our team can act um, and contain and, you know, really make sure that we're keeping business running and, you know, we're delivering that quality patient care. Fantastic. And yeah, absolutely. We really appreciate you sharing that your stance with us on AI for our articles on our website. It's just so helpful to know the perspective of people out in the field and, and really doing that work and, and knowing kind of what the potential is as well as some of the risks. So thank you so much for sharing that with us. And Steve and I really appreciate you being on the podcast today. This has been a really fun conversation and I look forward to connecting with you again soon. Definitely. Thank you so much.